What is up, Gator fans? It is Gator Gilly back. I've uh, been gone for a long time. Didn't record all season long. Uh, took the season off. Kind of was focusing on school and just finishing up that. But I'm happy to be back to make some more videos, some more Saturday in the Swamp uh, recordings, and talk about Gator football. So today, uh, we'll kind of go over the, the past season, um, jump into kind of the portal talk, go over some recruiting, and then talk about the 2023 season and project how the Gators will do and the state of the program. So uh, without further ado, let's get right into it. So 2022-23 season probably didn't go maybe as well as we might, we might have hoped or, or planned or wanted to, but um, we'll touch on it a little bit. I'm not going to go through every game, but kind of just the games that I look at that were big and, and uh, affected the season. So obviously we open up with a huge win against Utah at home. Um, Napier's first game and everyone's going crazy they love it it's it's Gainesville's back Florida's back so it's a great win um top 10 team finished top 25 for sure I, I can't think of the top of my head but they finished up there and then I can't complain too much about it it looks great Anthony Richardson looked like promising and so we, we go into week two and take a tough loss at home to Kentucky and that just derails um pretty much the entire season in my opinion kind of just showed you what we were going to get for the rest of the season um so then you go and fight a really good fight in Knoxville and come up short. Chances to win the game there. Everything about it looked great. Can't argue. Uh, can't argue if it was a bad loss or not because it's not. It was a great win, great loss. Um, Tennessee was a great football team at that point, playing really good football. So n- nothing bad about that. Um, but really happy with the way they played there. And then you lose a tough game, a winnable game, a game that you feel like that you just should have had, that you should have won against LSU at home. Um, and and then you go down to the Florida State game and you you felt like another one that you probably should have won. They, they, they're a good team, I think. They're better than they have in the past couple of years. So um, not a bad loss, I don't think. I think it's a winnable game. We should have won the game. Colts didn't go our way here and there, but definitely – one you want to take every year just because it's Florida State. But you finish the season 6-7. and seven. I don't really care about the Oregon State loss. I mean, you you got a bunch of backups playing and guys that left the program or are leaving the program weren't even there. So um, not, the, not the worst loss, but you finish the season 6-7. and seven, You go 5-2 and two at home, two losses that you probably can win. So you're sitting there at 7-0, you know, and, oh and, and there's your seven wins. But or there's eight wins, I guess. But, yeah, it would have been nice to take those two. But 5-2 and two is not bad for Napier's first year. Um, I think he's building something really good in Gainesville that will bring back that atmosphere um, when teams come to the Swamp. So really can't be too upset about that. So not much else to really talk about. 6-7, and seven, and there's no, nothing crazy that really happened. Um, but, yeah, good average eh, season for, for Napier's first one without his true recruiting class so we'll jump right into the portal movement now um kind of talk maybe mix some recruiting and whatnot kind of they go hand in hand these days so um yeah so we got a lot of guys that left um out the door i just put a few down um for me to talk about um i know there's more but the ones that i really stuck out to me i'm not gonna name all of them either but one, uh, Lorenzo Lingard leaves. Not the worst loss. I mean, you have ETN and Montreal Johnson um, both returning, and they were awesome last year. Solid backfield, one of the best backfields in the country, so you can't complain about that. Um, and then one guy that I really enjoyed 
during his recruitment process, and then I was hoping he would pan out uh, to be the next Gator great. <laughs> he wasn't. I was Chief Borders. Um, maybe it was his name that I liked, but I thought he was going to be promising, um, provide a solid uh, piece to the defense, and he just never really did that. Um, whether or not whether he got the chance or not, I'm not sure, but he didn't do it. Um, he leaves in the portal, and then you lose McMillan, Wilcoxon, uh, Collier, and Travez Johnson. All defensive backs, tough losses. Um, really empties that depth chart in that room. So th- it's good and it's bad because obviously, like none of those guys really played too many solid, like meaningful minutes. Um, or showed us that they were going to be promising. They all had potential, but none of them had panned out yet. So I hope the best for them all. I hope they go play great wherever they go, but um, not big losses there. I mean, in my opinion, the portal losses really weren't that bad. You, you look at what Chris McLellan had to say, and and he talks about how Mullen ran a really lax day. It's a cool, loose program, and you know things got people got away with things that they shouldn't have and whatnot. And Napier comes in and sets these strict rules, and... Um, he's a accountable guy, and his staff is right there, as just as accountable as he is, and, and is keeping the program in check. And so, um, I think that's a good thing. I think, you know, you get guys that want to be there and they want to abide by the standard that it takes to play in Gainesville, and, and that's what we want um, for winning standard. He's he's Napier's building his program with his guys, so I'm happy about that. A couple of guys that they brought in, um, just a, just three of them. Um, as of now, that I that I want to talk about and that I've actually confirmed coming to Gainesville is Graham Mertz from Wisconsin, the quarterback. I think it's a solid pickup. Um, adds a great depth to the quarterback room that kind of got emptied there with the different uh, off-the-field issues with recruitment and then um, obviously Anthony Richardson leaving and stuff like that. So good pickup there. I'm not saying he's going to play or not, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but he definitely adds some great – uh, depth that room some experience and then Caleb Banks obviously great guy just to throw in the center of the defense can't argue that um, huge dude uh, he didn't he wasn't the most skilled or, or uh, football savvy guy yet but I think with that size and coaching staff in Florida or at Florida I think he he can be a great player for us a lot of potential there and then the last one probably my favorite pickup out of all of the portal so far of the three guys I guess but uh, it's Taraj the Mitchell uh, from Ohio State. I, don't, I apologize if I didn't pronounce his name right, but huge pickup um, with Bernie and uh, Ventral Barrow leaving um, the linebacker spot just empty. And so him coming in, filling the role right away, first day starter, at least from my point of view, obviously things can happen, but he's going to be a starter for us, and that provides great experience and depth um, for that position. So. Overall, Portal, I would say we're doing pretty well. Uh, it might not be graded as well as other teams and, and like when it comes to like portal, portal movement, but I think as a, like in a Florida fan, I think we should be happy because uh, Mullen's getting rid of the guys that he didn't recruit that didn't want to be there, that were not being positive impact to the program, and then bringing in guys that will add um, just exactly what those guys weren't adding. So I think it's great. Uh, great, great Portal movement. Not much, but I think it's great. Right on to recruit. Right on to recruitment. Um, so obviously, Jaden Rashada comes in, and he's he's our four star. Um, I guess he had his fifth star a couple days ago, maybe, depending on what, what website you look at. But five star kid coming in, quarterback, best quarterback talent we've had since God knows when. Probably, I guess AR and him might have been rated equally, but 
feels like he's the next guy, and and uh, I think having Graham Mertz in the room with him is gonna be awesome. Um, obviously, Mertz might take the job, who knows? But I think Rashada is the guy. I think he's the, at least the future for the season. Maybe next, we'll see. Uh, we'll touch on that in a second. But I think Rashad is the guy for at least the 2023-2024 season. Um, so having uh, Mertz there as his kind of older guy can help him in the, in the room and whatnot. I think it's great stuff. So huge pickup from there. Great recruitment start for uh, Napier. Super excited about that guy. Um, and then this room is crazy. Probably the best room we have, um, which is crazy to say because we haven't been very deep at this position in a long time. But the receiver room especially in this recruiting class, is insane. With Aiden Mazzell and Eugene Wilson Jr. Um, coming in as two top ten receivers in the country, which we haven't seen in a long time. Um, if I had to guess, two of both of them first-day starters, depending on uh, what happens with the receiver room and whatnot, but great, great pickups. Awesome stuff, great recruitment. And then Andy Jean, um, one guy that I think might be a little bit um, – undervalued I guess um not as highly talked about but from what I've heard and seen he's one of the best route runners in the country and route runners on a team with athletes like if you got a solved route runner on one side with the crazy athletes on the other like it's really hard to be like who do we cup um so I think Andy Jean just solidifies that room three guys right there that you'll see a lot of minutes from play right away pending injuries obviously but play right away great guys and um, something we haven't seen at Florida in a while is, is guys like that come in and play right away and make an impact. I think we'll get some good stuff out of those three guys. And then Trayon Webb, um, huge flip, huge flip, um, great stuff. It, it, he might not play a lot this season, we'll see, but it, it just bolsters that running back room with, like I said earlier, ETN uh, Johnson. So great stuff there i love the pickup um i think he'll learn a lot and be ready to go maybe a sophomore maybe they redshirt him who's who knows what'll happen but i'm excited for his career at florida and then um obviously the d-line uh we got a couple big dudes coming in kelly collins obviously um will norman uh Searcy and hill and then uh, cameron james obviously those are the guys that i wrote down um just listing them off i, I I'm not the most in-depth of what they do or what they know. I know Kelly Collins is a guy, and I know a couple other guys. Are, are Will Norman's going to be a dude, too, and I'm just excited for these guys to get in there and plug up this defensive line that also feels depleted, but I don't think it is. I think we got a lot of returners. Um, it's still up in the air. You don't know right now at this point in the season whether or not people are coming back or transferring or not. So can't we really talk on the roster for next year yet, but I can talk on the recruiting aspect, and I think these guys are great to fill that role. Um, and then you get a couple of three-star kids. Um at the O-line, and Kearney and Lovett and Harris. Um, pretty big pickups, in my opinion, with four of the five offensive linemen leaving. I think all of them were through the draft. Maybe one of them was leading to go to the portal. But uh, regardless, uh, good thing is, is the O-line was great, and they all left to go to the league. And so I'm excited about these new guys coming in and being able to be coached by the same coaching staff that built these guys to, to be able to go on to next. And I think, you know, I think we might see a couple, maybe one or two guys in the portal come as an O-lineman. Uh, Napier did it last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he did it again this year, and, and it's definitely in a position need right now. But the roster is really empty. The roster feels really empty, but I think this recruiting class has a lot of studs that will be right away players that can fill them. And I know they'll be young and got to learn and whatnot, but I think the talent level is there to be like, hey, like they can win games while learning, right? They don't have to learn and then win games. I think they can win games while learning. So great stuff there. 
And then this is kind of in touch with the the portal, losing those four, three or four uh, defensive backs that we saw a lot of this year. I think um, we recruited a lot of defensive backs this year, and, and I'm, I'm going to list them all off, and it's going to sound dumb, but, you know, Dijon Johnson, Jakeem Jackson, Jordan Castell, Sharif Denson, and Bryce Thornton. I think all, whatever that is, what is that, six, five guys? All of those guys will be, whether or not they play, they'll be huge impact guys. So a couple starters, a couple guys that are ready to go off the bench and pending injuries, you know, or fatigue in the middle of the games. Um, I think you see a lot of these guys play this year, and I think you see all of them play throughout their Florida career. So I'm excited, really excited about that. Um, can't can't complain about that at all. I think Napier's done a really good job of rounding out the recruitment uh, for 2023. He's built a pretty solid class, and... Um, he recruited some solid defensive guys, which I know is a huge need and want in Gainesville. So excited about that. Um, and then you get Jaden Robinson at linebacker coming in. I think I, I'm not entirely sure what happens there, but I think he starts maybe with uh, with Mitchell in the middle right there, and I think he learns quick because he's going to have to. But I'm really excited about what what Napier did with this this 2023 class. Um, obviously, we know the big name Lagway um, coming in 2024. And a couple other guys, but we'll talk on that later down the road. But I think Lagway is a great um, name to have when it comes to you know young portal movement or or like late commits for twenty twenty three class and flips and whatnot. Because guys want to play with people. Guys want to play with a guy like that. People want to go play with a dude that's like that's that good. And so I think Lagway. Obviously, Rashad is the first, but I think Lagway is the next uh, Gator great. Uh, you might see a, a statue of him up there one day and I don't want to get too excited about him but I think he's he's going to be great for us so overall recruitment looks really good um, I'm excited about it um, I'm really just really happy with what Napier did uh, with this class so we'll end, end the recruitment talk and we'll end the portal talk and then uh, we'll, we'll talk about the season upcoming and then we'll kind of just wrap it up and, and I'll, you'll hear more from me later on throughout the off season I might make a video or two here or there just depending on what happens, if anything big news comes out, we'll see what goes on. But on to the 2023 season, 2024. Um, so obviously we know the big game. We, we go to Utah first week. Um, I think they lose a lot. Obviously last year they returned like, what was it, like 21 of, 2020, of 21 of 22 starters last year. Um, and so that's crazy. You don't see that happen really often ever. And uh, we were able to beat them then. And so I think... I'm confident, depending on, obviously you never know with these young guys, but I think with these young guys coming in and playing and, and the talent level that we have on the roster, um, I think we can win this game. So uh, you never know. It's great coaching over there in Utah. He's been there for a while, but I think we can win that ball game. Um, and then obviously you got your McNeese State Cup big game. Um, Tennessee comes to town this year. I'm not sure what the status on Hendon Hooker is. He's old, so I don't even know. I, I don't know what it's classification is with this COVID and all that stuff kind of gets confusing these days but I don't think it'll be there next year so I think you know they got I think they got that five-star kid coming in but I think it's a winnable game um you never know it's at home but I, I'm gonna take I'll take a win there so I'm looking at three and right now Charlotte four and oh hopefully I mean this is all hopeful right so four and oh and then you go to Kentucky and it's just like gosh four and oh is too good to be true and Kentucky got us last year and it just feels like it feels like they're gonna get us this year. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know about that one, but I'm gonna leave that one up for question mark. I think we win Vanderbilt this year. They come to Gainesville with a loss this past season. You got to win this one. Um, and then 
South Carolina is a little bit scary. Um, they got some talent in their roster. Gosh, you know, we're what, five and one, six and two. I don't know. We'll go five and two right now, going into Georgia, and so then, man. I don't even know what their roster looks like or what it's going to be like because they just recruit so good it's quiet. Like They recruit really well and you know, on these crazy stuff that you just don't even know who these, half these guys are because they're just like so good and they're top five recruiting class. I just don't even follow the class. I just know it's that good. So probably a tough game there like always, but who knows. I'll, I'll give us a loss just because you, you can't be too hopeful against Georgia these days. And then Arkansas comes to town, and that game is just – that game's a big star on my schedule. I'm not a big Arkansas fan, and for them to come to Gainesville in the meat of the season, that goes Georgia, uh, Arkansas comes to town, and then or we go to South Carolina, play Georgia, Arkansas comes to town, and we have to go to LSU, um, and then obviously gotta go to Columbia and then Florida State. That's a tough five game, or what is that? Six games right there. That's a really tough six games right there. Uh, I'll just split it all up. I won't go game by game, but hopefully get out of there three and three. To be honest to you, you go three and three in those six games right there, and you start out five and one. I'll take an eight and four season, but but don't be surprised if Florida rolls out and they're damn good next year. Don't be surprised if that happens. But eight and four, eight and four sounds fair. I know we said this last year and they finished six and seven, eight and four bowl game. Always question mark. You know, nine and four, eight and five, whatever it is, eight and four regular season. I'll take it. And my, that's like the worst case scenario, I think. In my in my opinion, I think we go eight and four, worst case scenario. But that six game stretch is tough. Um, we never do well in Missouri. LSU is always a tough game. Arkansas is gonna be good next year again. And Georgia's Georgia. South Carolina has returning talent, and it's in Columbia. And then Florida State comes to Gainesville. I, I'm I'm excited for that one. I think we win that one. I think that's one of our three wins that I'm guaranteeing for you. But you never know once again with that team. So. I'm looking at 20, 2023, 2024, looking at 8-4. and four. That's my uh, modest prediction. Uh, I'm excited for what it looks like and what we look like and what the roster does and coaching staff does. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, I'm happy to be back. Gator Gilly is back in uh, recording studio. So I'll be pumping out Saturdays in the Swamp, especially like every Saturday. I'll try to make a video every Saturday um, and give you all some insight on my opinion and give you all something to listen to. But appreciate y'all listening i really do appreciate it if y'all listen i don't even know if anybody listens to this or not but if y'all do i appreciate it um i sit i sit here and i do it for the fans and for y'all so um thank y'all for listening and as always go gators <laughs>